now listening to the Nasty Backpack Podcast. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Nasty Backpack. Y'all listen to the Nasty Backpack Podcast. It's your host, Nasty Backpack. Got some great news to kick off uh, a great show with. Um, So today, I decided I'm going to create and start up a new YouTube channel. Um, The name of this channel is going to be Hope for Phoenix. And we're going to, the purpose of this channel is to uh, create prevention through awareness. At the same time, trying to help those in need. Um, I'll be doing interviews on camera with uh, different people that are struggling with substance abuse. And while um, interviewing them, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to convince them to um, go into some kind of treatment. Uh, most likely, uh, what I want to try to get them into is mat services. That way, they don't feel like they have to give up their lives, but can still find stability. Uh, within treatment to help them uh, kick whatever it is that they're uh, addicted to, which is in nowadays is most likely fentanyl, which is um, we all know. And if we don't know, it's 50 times stronger than heroin. So that means it's 50 times harder to quit than heroin. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be launching that here shortly um, within this week. And focusing on getting that off the ground this week. Um, I also want to um, create GoFundMe's for the for the folks that I interview, and donation drop offs or stuff like that that can um, help them through their struggle and through their journey. So um, yeah, it's gonna be some big things that we uh, we kick off with that this week and um, help grow grow that channel. Um, again, it's going to be Hope for Phoenix. And um, yeah, we'll be kicking that off this week. But let's get to the show, everybody. And um, so today, what I want to talk about, I had a situation this morning um, between two clients dealing with, um, you know, they both, they're both in, in treatment with me. And... Um, you know, one's a little bit more stable than the other one. Um, one is also SMI. The other one is just struggling. Um, she has a lot of things going on in her life. And, um, you know, when you're in treatment, you want to get help from the professionals. You want to you wanna rely on the professionals to help you uh, succeed in your treatment or and, and become stable. That's what we specialize in. And um, a lot of times um, people, when they, you know, they meet people within treatment and, um, you know, they kind of sometimes share their own resources, which is fine if they're legit resources, but Sometimes they they try to help in other ways, like, yo, you know, you're homeless, come stay with me. 
and you know I'll rent you a room or you can stay with me until and, and I'll help you get clean and um, that's what happened in this case with with these two clients and you know when when the young lady uh, what ended up happening is um, one of the young ladies came in and uh, she was bawling out in tears and so that's that, to me that's a sign of a trigger and something's going on in in her life that you know maybe just by sitting her down and talking to her it gives her a chance to vent and uh, you know make lets her allows her to get whatever's on her chest off her chest and that way she don't go out there and make you know a bad decision due to having a bad day and so uh, I go in and meet with the young lady and uh, she tells me that she took in a client and uh, has her staying with her and and you know she her goal is to help her get clean and help her get sober because she's doing it and you know there's just a lot of red flags when when she was telling me her her story and what she's trying to do for this client first red flag is she doesn't know what this client's going through she doesn't know she only knows what the client's going to allow her to know and you know she she has no background in behavioral health she has no background in substance abuse training case management peer support none of the above um the only experience that she has is that she's gone through it and she's figured out what works for her now with that being said what works for her is not always going to work for the next person and that's what she fell to realize now the client that was in need of housing um has a lot of stuff going on she she's dealing with a case um she's dealing with a DCS case uh she's dealing with probation she's dealing with homelessness she's dealing with addiction so she she's a hot mess in the sense that you know somebody that is sober and and doesn't know how doesn't have the proper training to assist this this client accordingly to what is going on in her life they're gonna. It's gonna be a very difficult challenge for her to help this client get get sober, and you know by providing her a house, you know you're you're doing her a disservice because you're you you're not properly trained on how to find this client the right resources that are gonna help her in the long run. And so what ended up happening was, you know, she let her in. Um, the client's still struggling, and the client ended up taking advantage of her. And and the client that allowed her to stay with her, she starts realizing things really quickly. But however, she already told this person that they can she can stay with her. And you know, in the house, there's four other roommates. Um, and with that being said, this is the SMI house, so. Everybody that lives there is SMI and has an SMI voucher. And this young lady decided it would be a good idea to have this client that is dealing with all these issues come stay with her. Now, it's never a good idea, you guys. 
I'll tell you that hands down. If you are, if you have a housing voucher, don't ever let somebody stay with you because that's going to be um, a reason for you to lose your voucher, especially if something happens in that house that it pretty much will void out your voucher. I've seen it happen to people and everybody ends up homeless at that point. And it's not, it's not a good look. It's not, it's not good for anybody. Um, however, so in this case, these clients end up having issues pretty quickly. Um, the one, the one client that is, was seeking housing she's getting information from the roommates about the person that's helping her the person that's helping her is saying things to the roommates about the about the client that she's helping and it's it's becoming a very toxic environment for everybody um the person that's trying to help the client is coming and crying every day because she's realizing that she bit off way more than she can handle now when i met with the the young lady who was trying to to be be of help i had to explain to this this girl that you know what you're doing is wrong and it's wrong because you're in treatment the girl the young lady's in treatment and there's professionals in the building that can help with resources that will get this young lady off the street and help her in the long run. Um, I had to explain to what she was doing was putting a Band-Aid on a wound that is fully opened up and is going to actually hurt the client more in the long run than than what it what it's what she was intending to do. Now her intention was not to hurt the client, but you know she didn't see that she didn't see this coming and and the first time i met with her she told me everything that was happening i immediately knew this young lady had a huge problem on her hand and i had to explain to her you have a housing voucher you have roommates if somebody overdoses in that house if something happens in that house you will be losing that voucher and it's really not the risk for what you're trying to accomplish. The other thing I had to explain to her is that you, you can't help everybody. And if you wanna if you wanna go down the path of being a peer support, there's channels for that. And and you know that we you know I can help you even get that kind of certification and, and find out how to enroll enroll in those classes type of classes. But in the meantime. You, you're at a treatment center where there's, where there's professionals and that's what we specialize in. And you know, you, you are better off encouraging this young lady to come talk to us or talk to me so I can help her get the proper housing, get the proper resources that are gonna help her in the long run and help her become a lot more stable and possibly get her own apartment. And at, at the end of the day, that's going to be a lot more successful for this client's treatment than putting her in a house with a bunch of women who are SMI and turning a, a house that some people are sober in into a very toxic environment for everybody in there. And, you know, the young lady didn't realize that at first until I had to break it down to her. So this happens on a Friday. 
when I meet with this client. So come Monday, the client comes back to me and uh, she tells me that and this is a young lady that was helping the, the other young lady with her letting her stay at her house. She comes and tells me she needs her out of there and that she has to have her out and she can't do it anymore. She, she, she's realizing that that she took on a lot more than she can handle. And on top of that, she's going through a lot of personal things in her own life, in her own treatment, that is causing her to break down and, and you know, is triggering her. And so I asked the client, I was like, listen, you gotta, you gotta be honest with this young lady and you gotta tell her what is going on. And you gotta tell her that, she, you know, you're gonna give her a timeline to help her get into somewhere and then she'll come in and talk to me and I'll, and I'll help her transition into housing or sober living or some kind of treatment that's going to get her off the streets and have a roof over her head. Um, that's what I specialize in. So the young lady says, you know, has a plan and she's like, okay. So fast forward to today, <laughs> the young lady comes in. They come in together because they live together, so they use transportation to get over to us. And uh, she comes and meets with me real quick and she tells me I need your help. I need, I, I didn't tell her anything and I didn't, um, I, I wanna tell her, but I wanna tell her with you in the room. Typically I don't get involved in these type of things, but um, being that I have a great relationship with both clients, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me see what I can do. Let's go in there and let's have a chat and I'll kind of be a mediator and kind of, you know, make sure everything stays as civil as possible. But, you know, this is kind of some pretty harsh news that's going to come to this young lady who was told that she can show she has a place to live. And anyway, so we go in the room and um, the, you know, the client starts informing the client the other person who she was helping that she can no longer stay with her and that um you know she's just dealing with a lot of things in her life and she made a mistake by allowing her to stay with her well <laughs> the lady flips out because she has a dcs hearing today and she's finding out that she is um losing her child and the person that was helping her didn't didn't have any idea that she knew the lady had court today but she didn't realize that it was in regards to her child and, and to her rights being taken away and this is why people that are suffering with substance abuse shouldn't really be trying to help somebody else suffering with substance abuse. This is why there's professionals and and if you're someone dealing with substance abuse and you're looking for resources, don't rely on other people who are also dealing with substance abuse. Go and get the proper help. Go and get the proper treatment because it's going to put you in a worse position than you were in when you when you were needing the help. And if you're on the other side of that ball and you're a person trying to help 
somebody in substance abuse, you need to make sure that you're not dealing with the substance abuse while trying to help somebody else dealing with the substance abuse disorder because that's going to help. That's going to cause you to have triggers. It's going to cause you, it can cause you, your environment that is stable to turn into a toxic surrounding, a toxic environment. And so you people just got to, you guys, you guys just got to think about this before you try to help somebody. If you're not 100% stable, it's not your housing and you, you know, it's the same thing with relationships. I tell people don't get into relationships while they're in treatment because most likely it's not going to work out. One person will, will get clean. The other person will might get clean, but somebody's going to have a trigger and somebody's going to have a bad day and somebody's going to end up relapsing and that can cause both people to relapse at the same time. So, you know, we just got to kind of be, you know, a little bit smarter with our decision making. I know when we're going through addiction, sometimes we just want the quick answer, and that's that's fine if it's for a night. But don't don't expect the world to be given to you when you're dealing with addiction and you're dealing you're you're working with somebody else that's dealing with addiction. Go through the proper channels. There's a lot a lot of resources out here in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of resources in whatever city you're in. Make sure that you're you're checking with those resources before you put yourself in a position where you can be like these two clients. So anyways, the, the young lady was having her court today. So now she gets the news from this her so-called friend that she is um, having to get her stuff and move out. And... It turns into a fight back and forth. There's one girl screaming at the other girl. They're both breaking down, crying. They're both dealing with a lot of things in their in their personal lives, and um, it, it just became a real toxic environment. Um, I had to come up with a plan for both of them, and I have I had to put help put the timeline in place for the young lady who um, is needing housing. And going through the stuff with her courts and probation and everything. And, you know, she told her probation officer, one of the things that she was upset about is she told her probation officer that this is her new address and that, you know, she's she's stable now, her housing is stable now. And, um, you know, that wasn't that wasn't really 100% true. And now she's worried that her probation officer is going to send her to prison because she said that she had stable housing and her housing is not stable. Um, that's one of the things that she was super upset about. Um, on top of the fact that she has court today for um, losing her child, taking her child, taking away. Um, and, you know, it's it's just going to be a rough, rough day for her. And she's probably in a worse position than she would have been if she would have just tried to handle these things on her own. Um... And this is why I say, you know, let's make sure we we trust and use our professionals so that they can lead you in the right direction or or find the resources where you're pointed in the right direction. Um, It's I know everybody wants to help, but if you're not properly trained, then it's going to be really hard to get that help. Um, It's almost like these YouTube videos that I see going around where... um, 
you know, these people are interviewing people in the streets that are dealing with addiction, but the people that are doing the interviews on their channel, they have no background in behavioral health, they have no proper training, and, you know, they're just really, some of them are incriminating some of these people and um, not even knowing it, not even realizing it. Some of these, they're not giving them any kind of real help. They're, they're, they're giving them a lot of bad advice that they don't, and you know, they don't realize they're doing it, but because they don't have the proper training and the pop, proper knowledge and experience in the background of behavioral health and substance abuse, they, you know, they're kind of doing some of these people a disservice because, um, you know, they're just not, they're not educating themselves properly on, on how to truly help these people. They're not ed educating themselves on the on the different treatment techniques. On um, um, you know, I haven't seen anybody offering naloxone to any of these folks that are dealing with substance abuse, especially with fentanyl. Um, there's no naloxone training whatsoever, which I find crazy because um, you know, if if I'm out here doing this type of work in these streets and in our community. Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving everybody a naloxone kit, even if it's just a paper one that they can take to the pharmacy. I'm still going to offer it because, you know, without it, they can't save their lives or anybody else's life. And, you know, they can leave that interview and go use and overdose right after that interview. And, you know, if they were just offered or given a naloxone kit then they could possibly possibly save their life and so you know it's it's it that this is what really makes me want to do that type of work is because of my background I am able to to offer these people the right treatment plan that can help them become successful in get in beating their addiction on top of that you know I have a lot of other plans that I, I plan on setting up for these folks to, to help them become a little bit more stable and have a little bit more stability in their life. And so that's what I'm going to be focusing on with this new channel. Um, I just want to kind of give you guys a little insight in um, what I'm working on and, and give you a little insight on, on you know, different situations that happen that I see on the regular um, working in this field and that's the that's the purpose of this podcast as well you know if I can help one person then then the job is getting done but there's a lot more people that are seeking help and, and don't realize it um, you know our communities are really being destroyed by this fentanyl right now and so uh, my goal my goal right now is to help spread awareness and, and help people find treatment that is that's going to work for them not just tell them to go to detox and and try to get them to go to copper springs which copper springs is a great place if you have a plan surrounded around it but not just to go take somebody from the street straight into the detox most likely 99 percent of the time they're not gonna go and so you gotta you gotta put you gotta put the proper plan in place for a lot of these folks and um, that's what I'm going to try to specialize in and I'm going to see how successful we are with it. If not, then, you know, 
at least we're gonna you know hand out some naloxone hand out some you know some stuff that can help them in their daily routine and their daily lives just kind of um you know uplift them a little bit because a lot of times people that are going through substance abuse and are homeless you know sometimes they get forgotten and, and you know what I'm going to try to do is just try to try to help all these folks as many as I can and um, so with that it's your boy Nasty Backpack we are out